Hey guys, welcome back to Mountain Murders. I'm Heather. And I'm Dylan. You are very Dylan-y today. Oh. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, I think we spent too much time together. I think I've spent too much time with you for sure. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm just, what can I say? I woke up feeling a little bit sassy. We had to run some errands, had to go to Asheville. Assville, as it's known in certain circles. Trashville? Yeah, Trashville. Okay, so we had to go over to Asheville because I had a VA doctor's appointment. Right. Which surprisingly went very well. It did. It was a quick in and out. It was. Uh, it makes me want national health care coverage for everybody. Okay. It was that government well, experience. Yeah, well, don't get on your platform just yet. I won't. So then we spent some time. We were actually talking about recording an episode that's just driving around in Asheville talking shit. We started to record that. I don't know how well it went. We may have to edit it a little bit, and we might post it like on Patreon or something. Yeah. That could be fun. Right. That could be fun. But we've had a great day. You've been very, I don't know what. At first, I was like, have you been day drinking? Oh, baby. You were singing about beans in the car. Mm, baked beans. <laughs> You've just been yeah. ridiculous all day. Mm. So I can only imagine what you're going to say during this episode. Well, I will say it's a bit of a zany episode. Okay, yeah, we should preface this with, okay, so this is a true crime story, and we by no means want to poke fun at the victims. No. We definitely feel bad for these people. That's the only people in this story but, we feel bad for. okay, we are not going to be objective, and we are going to seriously rag on the people involved in the story. On the bad people involved. Because they're fucking idiots. They're stupid. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys, these people are fucking idiots. This is going to be a great story. It's so entertaining, but it's also very tragic. Yes, I feel bad for the victims, obviously, always. But these people, oh like, my God. They're like the dumbest fucking people I've ever oh, encountered, my I think, God. or heard of. I don't know. They're pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, but before we get into that, oh. we have some local news, unfortunately. It's true. You know, we talk about true crime all the time. Oh my God. Well, we do. We're like obsessed with true crime. I know, crime. it's true. Talk about it quite a bit. We are interested in the cases. I mean, this is like a part of our lives, but when a tragedy happens, what, less than two miles? From our house? Yeah, it's up the road. Fucked up. It is fucked up, and it kind of grounds you, really. It's a really sad story. This woman, and apparently she went to my high school. I don't remember her. Face is very familiar, but I don't really remember her, but many of my high school friends knew her. Was four months pregnant, and dating this guy, he looks like a real fucking creeper. My God. We stalked his Facebook. He's a fucking idiot. His timeline was so weird. He had all these stupid filtered photos of himself. It was like princess filters and stuff. Yeah, guys. I mean, I'm not trying to bash you for using filters, but when you're taking like a picture and you're doing a photo lab where it's like your face and a field of fucking daisies, that's weird. That is fucking weird. I don't care who you are. It's strange to me. It's weird to me. And then followed up with Bible quotes. And But then he was like singing weird acoustic guitar songs. Yeah, and then you go... Okay, so yeah, this this lady, her name is Cynthia Smith, four months pregnant. This fucker basically stalks her. Yep. Creeps up on her early in the morning when she's on her way to work. She's going out to the car to leave for work, and this fucker comes up behind her, stabs her. Just killed her. And her unborn child, his baby. And she's pregnant with his baby. God, and then the moron kills himself. 
So we got the murder-suicide thing happening, which I'll never understand. If you want to die, then off yourself, dude. But why you gotta fucking kill an innocent person in the process? I don't know. How, how cowardly is that? You kill someone and then kill yourself so you don't even have to deal with the repercussions of your actions. That's a fucking piece of shit right there. You don't even, the family can't get, see you in court. You can't get any closure. They can't ask why. None of that. And then you've got this unborn child, his child, his baby, and he just doesn't even fucking care, I guess. Yeah, that's horrible. It's a really sad story, and it deeply affected our community. And, you know, it just really drives home kind of what we do here. It really does. It kind of, because a lot of stuff, even if it is in the area or it's an old case, you're not connected to it in any way. But just to have that happen that close to us. And to be up close and personal with, you know, people on social media sharing their stories, their photos. The people on social media have. talking about what a good guy he was. Oh, my God. Yeah. So let's get into this. Right. So the local police department had a press release posted about what had happened. And of course, all these people are like, oh, this is terrible. Thoughts and prayers got to the family. You know, there's a lot of sympathy going on there. But then there were a few people who were like, this guy's an asshole and I hope he's burning in hell or he's a psycho. I can't believe he would do something like this. And then you've got his family on there defending him. And my thing is, you can have those feelings because I understand if you're related to this guy, he's your father, he's your cousin, he's your uncle. You're going to have some feelings about him, but you need to take time to grieve. Why are you grieving on social media? Of all the fucking places in the world you don't need to be right now is on the internet? No. The internet is just a cesspool of trolls and bullshit. And I know because I'm one of those fuckers. So I'm like, that's like the worst place to be. So you need to have your grief and you need to process that in private. And don't even read these comments. Instead of on there arguing with people and defending him like, he was a really good guy. You just don't even know him. You have no place to judge. And if people are like, uh, he murdered an innocent woman and her baby, I don't know. If it was my brother, I'd be like, what the hell? His, what did his crazy ass do? I don't think I would have those instantly wanting to talk about the time at a cookout. He was a great guy or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, he loved animals. I would just be like, what? That crazy son of a bitch. What he an nursed asshole. a baby squirrel back to health. It's like, okay, but that doesn't negate the fact that he's a fucking psycho. And he murdered. Because a normal functioning person that's not like a psychotic isn't going to fucking kill somebody. Yeah. Right? Someone pregnant with their and child. stalk them. Like hunt them down like they're an animal, like they're prey. I don't know. Again, I feel like you're entitled to grieve and you can miss him and you can love this person, but that doesn't change the fact that he's an asshole. A crazy asshole. Any of my relatives that did some shit like this, I can love them, but I can also recognize that that's a piece of shit move. I'm not going to defend them, (sighs) I guess, is the bottom line. No. And so here we are talking about this guy, but... Damn that guy. Fuck this guy. For real. I don't give a damn if he is down the road. Yeah. He should have killed himself first. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Just what a psycho. Oh and I God. guess the thing that really bothers me, too, if you look through all of his posts, because like I said, we stalked his Facebook account. He's got like all these Bible quotes and all this talk about going to church and being saved. And that's, it's just so hypocritical. That's the hypocritical people who make other religious people look bad. Because that is, I mean, you're claiming all this. All these quotes from the Bible and all this mess, and then you're going to go kill 
the woman that's pregnant with your child. Because she broke up with you. And she probably didn't dump you because you were just a fucking amazing man. Good guys typically don't get dumped. She probably gave him 50 chances. I'm going to guess. Yeah, I mean, we're speculating. We don't really know. And, of course, we've heard a lot of rumor and conversation about what that relationship was like. So we don't really know for certain. No, we shouldn't talk I'm about that. I'm just saying that if you're a really good, decent man, you're probably not getting dumped. And she's probably not hiding from you. When she's pregnant by With your you. baby. Exactly. Right. Okay, and sad so story. very sad, very sad story. Very sad, um, and I feel so bad for her and her unborn child and the family left behind. It's just really fucking sad. It is, and again, so, it really kind of hits home with like what we do and what we talk about. It and does. These are real lives, and these are real people. It is, and so it's important, I think, to tell their stories. It is, and so we have the story for you today. And like I said, the victims in this case. It's, again, one of those situations where it's, like, such a senseless murder and crime. But you look at the fucking people who perpetrated the crime, and you're like, who the fuck are these mongoloid fucking Neanderthal people? Because, oh, my God. Because I feel like the the sum of all four IQs in the story are maybe, like, a 26. Like, these people are fucking dumb. When I read shit like this, it makes me think... <laughs> it's, like, the stupidest people. Who ties your shoes for you in the morning? You dumbass. Yeah. Because this do- this is beyond senseless. This doesn't make any sense, and I can't believe there's people out there that would believe this bullshit. Listen, but you're going to see, as we um, lay the story out for you, how fucking absurd the whole thing is. Are you ready to get started, Dylan? I am ready. Our story today takes place in Mountain City, Tennessee. It's a small town nestled in the Great Smokies, and you said it's only about 90 miles from where we are. Yeah, it's like 96 miles. We could be up there in an hour and a half, y'all. The population is about 2,500 people, so we're talking about a very, very, very small town. That's tinier than our town. Mountain City is located north of Kingsport and Johnson City in the northeast corner bordering both North Carolina and Virginia. So it's like a tri-state area. Quick in Virginia, quick in North Carolina, all kind of like right there. Why do tri-state areas always be so uppity? Just because you can be in three states in a very short period of time? I mean, who are you supposed to be? Are they uppity? Yeah, it's like the tri-county places too. I don't really know what you're saying, but okay. Oh my God. Um, so we've got a tri-state area here, moving along. It's the kind of place where families have lived for years and years, and small enough that everyone knows everyone's business. We know what that's like. Yes. <laughs> most of us do, unless we're living in a large city, but I think most of our mountain murders folks probably live in small towns, much like this. On January 31st, 2012, a man named Brad Osborne we went to pick up his friend and co-worker, Billy Payne, for work around 6.30 a.m. You see this with a lot of guys who work maybe at mills. I believe these guys worked at like a cotton sort of textile type of mill. Yeah, it's car buddies. Or, you know, men who do like kind of the manual labor, like when you were doing a lot of fence jobs. Oh, yeah. You guys would kind of ride together. Oh, yeah. You got to have that little bit of BS and time before you get to work. Gotcha. Well, he waited for a few minutes outside, and when Billy Payne never came out, he decided he was going to walk around the side of the house to a sliding glass door that was seldom locked. So it's just kind of commonly known that these people did not lock this back door. And in small towns, we see this, we live it, we probably 
still know tons of people who don't lock their doors at night. Right. It's just what happens when you live in a teeny tiny place. It's when you're comfortable with everybody around you. He knocked on the door, and when no one answered, he entered the residence. Now, he heard the sound of the alarm clock ringing, which, by the way, is one of the most annoying sounds in the world. Well, yeah, it depends on the alarm <laughs> clock. <laughs> no, it's always annoying. <laughs> I remember having um, neighbors once in an apartment that would leave and forget to turn their alarm off, and so it would be all day. Oh, my like, God. And you're like, oh, oh, my God. Those assholes. I'm going to just burn their apartment down. I don't mm. care if all my shit goes up in flames, too. Fuck your alarm clock. Anyway, they hear this alarm ringing, and Osborne called out Billy's name several times, but got no response. He used the landline to call Billy's cell phone, but no one answered. He departed the house and drove on into work by himself. Later that morning, around 10 a.m., another man named Roy Stevens popped by the house to pick up some mail. He noticed that Billy Payne's vehicle in the driveway was still there, as well as his girlfriend's car, and her name is Billie Jean Hayworth, both parked in the driveway. It was unusual to see both home this time of day, so Stevens stepped around back to that unlocked door, knocked, no one answered. He goes on in the residence, calls out for the couple, no one responds. He kind of walks down the hallway, and that's when he makes a discovery that none of us want to make, right? He passes his first bedroom along this hallway, and he just sees blood all near the doorway. And when he looks in, he sees Billy Payne lying on his back in bed in a big pool of blood. Oh my God, that would be so scary. He had been shot, and his throat was slit. Roy Stevens ran outside where his wife was waiting in the car. She was trained in CPR. Frantic, he calls out to her, tells her she has to come in assist in the home. There's this horrible scene. I need your help. They go back in the house. When she finds Billy Payne in bed, he's stiff and cold. And as I mentioned, his throat had been slit. He has no pulse. Mrs. Stevens phones 911 immediately. And while she's on the phone, the couple hears a noise coming from this other bedroom. When Roy Stevens goes to investigate in the second bedroom, he finds Billie Jean Hayworth lying on the floor of the bedroom, her seven-month-old baby still in her arms. Oh, my God. Now, the baby was breathing, appearing to be asleep, but Billie Jean not breathing. And she had been shot in the head. Who can kill someone with someone a baby Someone broke in this house in the middle of the night or wee morning hours, kills this man, his girlfriend, and she's holding the baby. Who could kill a mother holding a baby? Uh, just a real big piece of shit. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm just, it just seems like at some point, some of these things would be like basic human instinct. To not do. You know what I mean? Compassion. Killing someone holding can't. their tiny baby. Like, I, all I could think about is what happens to the baby. Right. Like, how long is the baby going to lay there and starve? Would the, you know, it's just a little baby. It's not like it can go anywhere. And their parent, their mother's dead. You just killed both adults in the house. And there's a little baby. I couldn't stop thinking about that baby. It just takes a real fucking person devoid of any kind of human emotion to kill a mother holding her child or kill a pregnant woman, in my opinion. Yeah. I that's, think that's a different level. It is. That's like next level fucking crazy 
just nuts. Yeah, we're going to put that in the wheelhouse of cutting a body up. Yeah. If you can do either of those things, you're, you're on the ninja level of, of like crazy. Some fucking crazy shit. Yeah, you're yeah. on the ninja level of bat shit. As you can imagine, the double homicide sent shockwaves through this small community, especially given the fact that Billie Jean had been shot while she was holding her baby. Yeah. Immediately, word spread through the town, fingers pointed at the only people in town who might have wanted this couple dead. Investigators come in and they note the scene is incredibly clean. No forensic evidence was left behind. Law enforcement thought it possibly was a professional hit. They were baffled. Well, yeah, a lot of times when you have a a crime scene and it's meticulously clean or there's absolutely no evidence. Nowadays, there's so many different types of forensic evidence they can come across. You have a scene that is spotless. You know, yeah, I mean, you have to wonder sometimes as a cop, is this because is this someone who knows what they're doing? It makes me think or reminds me of the Roden family murders. Yes. That we covered a couple of episodes ago and how it appeared to be like a professional hit. Right. Like someone came in, they were just in and out in a matter of like minutes. There were no witnesses, like no one saw a thing and there was nothing left behind, no trace of evidence. Right. Rumors began swirling around town, as I mentioned. The only persons in town who might have problems with Billy Payne and Billie Jean Hayward were the Potter family, specifically their adult daughter, Janelle Potter. Yeah. Let's take a moment to talk about the Potters. The Potters moved to Mountain City in 2005 from Pennsylvania. Janelle Potter was a very sheltered young woman who had a lot of trouble making friends. With health problems such as type 1 diabetes, Janelle's parents cared for her every day. She never had a job, didn't drive a car. Incredibly lonely young woman, she began living her life on social media, though it was monitored heavily by her mom and dad. So can you imagine this life? I value my freedom and I love being able to come and go as I please, do what I want. I can't imagine being a grown adult woman. Explaining yourself to mom and, and dad. And having to explain myself to my parents. Having my mom combing through my social media accounts. Knowing my every move. That was painful enough when I was like 16. Yeah, I But I can't imagine to... being like 29. And this is how I live my life. And also, type 1 diabetes. I don't know what the rest of her health problems are. But I work with people that have type 1 diabetes. They have a pump on their side and stuff. And so sometimes I think when people have health issues, they let it create this situation that they act like they can't get out of. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, I, and it takes an enabling loved one, you know, parent or something or sisters, brothers. And then I don't know. I don't want to say she's using that as an excuse, but. No, she definitely is. Honestly, and we're going to see that yeah, later okay. on in the story. And that is nothing against, like I said, I just, you know, want to say I work with people. I know I, I know people who are very active that have type 1 diabetes and things of that nature. So I don't think that automatically change you to the house. Well, and I also think there are people, people that I know personally, that maybe have children with some medical problems. Right. And yeah, they're serious and as a mom or dad, you would be concerned about right. your children's health. We all would be. 
But these people almost have like Munchausen. That's it. And then their kids almost have like Munchausen by proxy. Like, I'm not sure which is the difference in those, but it's almost like the parents want to constantly be like, oh, are you okay? Right. And almost kind of like fabricate illnesses. And then the child really loves to be the center of attention and right. gets coddled and doesn't have any expectations or they're spoiled or they get whatever they want because they're sick. And so they kind of play into it. Yeah. And it's just like a cycle. And, and I've known several families who have that dynamic and it just kind of blows my mind. Right. But Everyone's participating in creating this situation. And it seems almost like this is the energy in this family. Yes, definitely. As we get into the story, Barbara Potter, the mother, Mrs. Potter, had worked for Hewlett Packard and Marvin Potter, who is known as Buddy, he's the dad here, he was a former Marine who served in Vietnam and claimed to have ties to the CIA. Oh. That was one of the things he would always tell people. Okay. Is that when he was in the Marine Corps, he worked with the CIA. All right. On wholesome projects. Well, now, who knows if that's true? <laughs> <laughs> but, again, it almost seems like these are people who just really like to talk a big game and get attention. And I just feel like it's really setting a stage for what's to come with Janelle. Yes, very much so. Christy Groover, the Potter's estranged daughter, would describe a home life where Janelle was incredibly coddled by her parents. She had some learning disabilities, but spent much of her time... Um, you know, like in school, I guess, in some special ed types of classes. But instead of letting Janelle make friends and just kind of be herself, her parents tried so hard to make Janelle fit in. And then when she didn't, like the parents would be very, you know, have a very emotional reaction to her not fitting in. And oh, that's just how horrible these kids are because they're not accepting you. And it just sort of created this ongoing situation for the rest of her life. Well, yeah, just the term fit in is weird. You know what I mean? It's like, what's normal? You know, I mean, it's just that's just a weird way to even look at it. Chrissy also said she didn't believe Janelle's conditions were as serious as her parents made them out to be because she'd witnessed Janelle manipulate people quite a bit using her disabilities and health issues as excuses when things weren't going her way. Yeah, but my blood sugar's low. That's why I'm being a bitch. Yeah, right. Okay. That's what I'm going to start doing. Huh. Well, I do. I'm just like, I have my period. I hate you. Go away. <laughs> Come back in three days. Yeah. Bring me snacks. <laughs> Bring me dark chocolate. <laughs> so I guess maybe I do that. I don't oh, know. my God. Your period's not a disability. It is. You don't have it. You don't know. Ladies out there, you understand what I'm saying, don't you? It yeah. is. A, it is. It's debilitating. <laughs> it is a disability. Well, I'll tell you, it debilitates the shit out of me. You just need to fuck off when I've got my period. <laughs> I understand the whole concept of like the red tent. Yeah. Like if you would just build me a tiny house. Okay. Where I could just go for three to five days a month. Right. And you just stock it full of things like um, olives and. Chocolate. Hershey kisses. Coffee. Bacon. Coffee. And 80s movies. 80s movies. Like a few bottles of wine. Oh. My comfy jammies. I think Leviticus nailed it. You should go off in the woods for a week. I agree. Yeah. Because I think it's safer for you and me. It's a safer... <laughs> and just a society in general. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely don't let her drive, y'all. In 2009, 28-year-old Janelle Potter was picking up prescriptions when she met a pharmacy clerk named Tracy Greenwell. The two became friendly when Tracy, you know, felt sorry for Janelle. 
she learned about Janelle's illnesses and how Janelle was so sheltered. Janelle's moved to this new town just a few years before. She doesn't really know anybody. The only people she interacts with are her parents. And she's going on 30 years old. I mean, who wouldn't feel sorry for her? Gringo wanted to get Janelle out of the house. She starts inviting her to spend time at her house and, you know, to participate in activities. Hey, we're having a cookout. You should come. Getting together with some friends. Having a game night. We're going to go camping. We're going to get turned? <laughs> Probably not. Oh. <laughs> well, during this time, Tracy introduces Janelle to her brother, Billy Payne. It was obvious to everyone but Tracy that Janelle had this huge crush on Billy. Tracy thought Janelle might be interested instead meeting her cousin, a guy named Jamie Curd. Jamie was single, very handy with computers, and though the, the two seemed like a pretty odd match, they did hit it off. And because Janelle spent so much time on the computer, and because Jamie was kind of a computer guy himself, she thought, okay, well, these are two people who, they seem a little odd, but together they might actually be a good couple. Right. They start hanging out. They start having a secret relationship, meaning secret from the Potters. Her nosy-ass from parents. From her nosy-ass parents. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, Having to hide a relationship. When you're 28 years old and you have to hide a boyfriend from your parents? There's something seriously wrong with this family dynamic, if that's the case. It's it's dysfunctional. It's it's uh, very unhealthy. I think we can say it's incredibly dysfunctional. Uh, yeah. From time to time, Jamie Curd would visit the Potter's house under the guise of fixing computer problems. Oh my God! I wonder if he'd wear like a tool belt and have like computer fixer hat on. It reminds me of like in the Big Lebowski, the porn. And yeah. It's like the TV repairman, and she's like, "You can imagine what happens next," and he's like, "He fixes the TV." <laughs> so I just imagine this is like a bad porn. Yeah. Hey. Hey, I'm the IT guy. Hey, I'm here to fix your hard drive. Oh yeah. Bonchica, wow, wow. Oh, I need maintenance. Oh yeah, baby. System tools. Yeah. Defragment me. Oh, my office suite is acting up. Defragment me! Oh, oh. I, that's all the computer stuff I know. However, <laughs> <laughs> he and Janelle had this full-blown romance blooming. Okay. All behind the Potter's backs. They would secretly spend time together, take selfies together. At some point, Jamie Curd buys Janelle a cell phone. He hides it in the front bushes of their house and, like, instructs her to go get the cell phone because she would call him but would only talk for, like, 45 seconds to a minute because she didn't want her parents to know she was on the phone with him, Ooh. like, on a landline. How much could you say in that time? I don't know. Did they think that call wasn't recorded or something? Oh, my God, her dad knows the CIA. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll get into that part. Okay. So he buys her the cell phone. Hides it out in the bushes. Man, it's like some spy shit. She's got this secret cell phone. I mean, this is like fucking bullshit that like young teenagers would do. This is like something like a 13-year-old girl would do behind her parents' back. Not a 30-year-old woman. But it's like spycraft almost. It's just fucking weird. It's like a cold drop. Okay, at some point her mom finds the cell phone. Okay. And like texts Jamie that she knows like, the game is up. Uh-huh. Your rest is mine. Um, no, but she's like, hey, I know what's going on, and you're not good enough for my daughter, and you're not going to be her boyfriend, and you guys can't date, and takes the cell phone. 
Like they're 13 years old. So, he buys her a second cell phone and, again, hides it in the bushes. She gets it. They're texting constantly. Hide this one better, girl. You better suitcase that phone. She just hides this entire romantic relationship from her overly protective parents. Although it seemed Janelle's life was heading in this positive direction, she's finally got some friends, she's got this secret romance happening, which, honestly, the first probably boyfriend she's ever had. Right. Probably the first romantic attention she's ever received. Well, in person. Right. Right. Billy Payne had met and fallen in love with a 23-year-old named Billy Jean Hayworth. And what I understand is that Billy and Billy Jean worked together. They met, fell in love pretty quickly. And Jamie Curd is Billy Payne's cousin. So okay. he's kind of in the know with this. So he's telling Janelle stories like, you know, Billy and Billy Jean, they just really hit it off. I mean, this seems like they're really going to last. Like this is a forever kind of romance. I mean, okay. they seem really madly in love with each other. And pretty quickly, Billie Jean gets pregnant. So they're going to have a baby. In 2010, there was a website called Topics, which is T-O-P-I-X. And they had these, they were kind of like a forum, I suppose. Different cities had them. I don't know if they're even still around, but I do recall back in the day, this Topics, and they were for your city. And people could post different threads, basically. Talk about different issues in the town. Yeah, I'm sure there's some form of that. Social media was a huge thing. I mean, we had Facebook at this time, but it wasn't like it is today where everybody's on Facebook. Right. It's still more of the chat room kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. Okay. So Topics for this Mountain City area started receiving these anonymous comments about Billy Payne and Billie Jean Hayward. So someone named Matt Potter targeted Billie Jean and her two friends, Lindsay Thomas and Tara Osborne, Saying things like they were no good whores, claiming the women were selling drugs. Matt Potter also made some violent threats that someone should gut and kill Billie Jean. One of the posts claimed that Billie Jean's friend Lindsay had HIV. So they're no good whore drug dealers? Yes. Okay. Imagine there's a site that people from your town go and maybe talk about, you know, they need to put in a gosh darn traffic light down there at the Kmart. And then you just all of a sudden have a thread where it's like, your name, you're a fucking whore, a no good whore, and your friends are whores, and your friend has HIV, and this is just like a rumor that's being spread. Yeah, that's pretty messed it's a up. Pretty vicious attack, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially in a small town of 2,500. Suddenly Janelle claims that she's being bullied online. Anonymous comments start appearing on her Facebook page. She claimed these bullies were telling her she was a bad person. She was going to be raped, and she was a virgin, so this was very terrifying for her, and that someone was going to kill her. She even claimed that rocks were being thrown in her yard at her house. Two of the rocks had names written on them. One was Billy Payne, and the other is Billy Jean. Okay. Okay, so here's what I don't understand. Anonymous posts from a Matt Potter start appearing on this website. Then all of a sudden, Janelle is the one saying she's being bullied. Okay. Well, it seems like these other women are being targeted. Right. right? By someone connected to the potter. But then now all of a sudden, she's being bullied. And if you were going to throw rocks in someone's yard or throw rocks at their house, break out a window. Are you going to put your name on it? No. 
like love Heather with a little heart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Sorry you're having a hard time with your window. Because yeah. my rock went through it. I mean, it. I'm probably just going to write like twat waffle on it and then throw it. So right. if you get a twat waffle rock, I'm not <laughs> saying I threw it in your yard, but I may have. Okay. But she may have put twat waffle on it. Don't at me. In July 2011, and just a few weeks after Billie Jean had given birth, witnesses saw the Potters pull into a gas station where Billie Jean was pumping gas. The witnesses saw two women in this vehicle kind of waving their arms, leaning over one another, shouting out the window dramatically. Billie Jean's pumping gas. When these women drive off, Billie Jean is visibly shaken. She's crying. This witness came out and was like, hey, you know, what's going on? Are you okay? And she tells the witness that the two women in the vehicle were Barbara and Janelle Potter. They had told Billie Jean she didn't deserve a baby. She shouldn't be a mother. What the hell? Just vicious, right? Well, I still am waiting for what she's ever done to these people. Well, apparently she was posting anonymous stuff on Facebook. Well, if it's anonymous, you don't (laughs) know who posted it. Like I said, this whole thing is just fucking crazy. These people are stupid. Oh, my God. A feud erupts on social media between Billie Jean and Janelle. Janelle accused Billie Jean of perpetrating these vicious attacks and harassment, all because she was jealous of Janelle's looks. And let me just say, I've seen a picture of Janelle. I mean, she ain't ugly. But she's not going to be making all the she women in town no jealous? no damn showstopper. Okay. Okay? She's very, very average. So she looks like a woman who's always lived at home with her parents and doesn't drive. Well, someone could do her eyebrows for well, her. That would help. And maybe if she figured out how to apply a little makeup that didn't look like 99-cent lipstick from the damn Dollar General, is all I'm saying. So you need to work them caterpillars she above her needs, eyes? The girl needs some help. Okay. okay, but she was cute, right? Well, <laughs> I ain't seen the damn picture. Oh yeah, I did see the pictures. Um, I said the whole family looks stupid. Yeah, they're kind of a—they're just like a dumb, ugly family. Like, do you ever see those people? And I know I sound judgmental. I am judgmental. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, then you know I'm just a fucking bitch. I, I see these families out sometimes, and I'm like, this is the ugliest family. Like, they're the ugly family. Stop. And you just feel sorry for them because they're all. They're just mouth breathers, and they just are not attractive. And this is one of those families that they all just, they all look slightly stupid. Right. And just dumb. And you're like, stop breathing now, please. Yeah. Yeah. Please. So it's probably a good thing their daughter was a 29-year-old virgin. You're like, it's lucky for you we stopped that eugenics program <laughs> well, here in North Carolina. Matter, right? Yeah. An anonymous post made these really rude comments on Janelle's Facebook page. Her mother gets involved. Writing these anonymous parties, like, stop commenting on my daughter's page. I love how I'm doing the voice right. Because that always works on social leave media. My, leave my baby girl alone. However, Billie Jean and her friends dispute this claim, stating it was actually Janelle who was harassing them. Whoa. So let me get this straight. It's one of those people who does something, but then accuses you of doing that same thing to them. Gaslighting. Oh, my God. And I guess. Isn't that gaslighting? And That's a personality defect is what it is. Fucking nuts. We've yeah. lived through that in real life. Yeah, we know someone who does that. We knew some crazy-ass neighbors, too. Yeah. They do that very thing. Yeah, we had some insane neighbors. They would act all crazy and do all this stuff and then, like, call the police and tell them that you did the stuff they just did to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's why we moved. <laughs> they were crazy. <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> well, we both know their lives are probably a piece of shit right now. Yeah, so. it is. And they're probably still doing that same bullshit to whoever else lives in the house. Yeah. And insisting that their little kid's not a fucking weirdo. Yeah, no kidding. Enough we'll about have to them. get into that sometime. Yeah, maybe we'll talk to our patrons well. about those I people. I swear, I've like never in my life been around such crazy people. And they are a perfect example of like, this is what happens when like stupid people meet and breed. This is. And then just like do stupid shit. Right. And right. they keep reinforces, reinforcing each other in their own stupid actions and saying, you're right. I'm pissed off too. Well, that's the part that I don't understand about the story as we dive deeper into this is Janelle's a grown ass woman. And if she's on Facebook and someone is harassing her, trolling her, I mean, there's a fucking block button. Don't Get go off on Facebook. Facebook or just fucking ignore it because yeah. you're not a child. You can just scroll past Why it. Why do adult people participate in this bullshit? Yes. If I was doing this shit, so initially my mom might be like, oh, yeah, that person's a dumbass or, you know, we probably make fun of this person or something. Right. But then my mom's not going to get involved and be telling someone, you leave my girl alone. I mean, my mom would just be like, uh, grow up, Heather. This is not a big deal. Right. Like, who the fuck cares? She might troll them for 24 hours. Well, yeah, we're kind of But just make fun of them. Well, yeah, we would make fun of these people, but she's not going to, like, get in on it. No. Like, you need to leave my daughter alone. One, I'm a grown woman. I'll handle my own shit. But two, I'm not going to participate in this with somebody. No, it it really is childish. just so immature. It's very childish. Janelle begins friending all of Billie Jean's best friends. Like the Lindsay and Tara girl who were so um, wonderfully talked about on the Topics website by someone named Matt Potter. And she starts writing them repeatedly, like sending them messages. Oh, that's another insane person move on Just social media. Just keeps going on and on and on. And she is talking about Billy Jean and Billy and how they're harassing her. They're doing all these terrible things. They're bullying her online. I mean, eventually, these women are like, this person is cuckoo. They unfriend her. It escalates to the point that Billie Jean's friends try to get no contact orders against Janelle. Lindsay Thomas would receive up to 20 phone calls a day from the Potter's home residence. And she knew because she had caller ID and it was coming from their house and she would pick up the phone and it would either be like some harassing phone call or just someone holding the phone and breathing. See, so now this is getting beyond stupid social media stuff. Right. These people are worried enough about it, being harassed to the point that they're trying to actually seek no contact orders. You know what I mean? And this in a small town like this, I mean, it's even even, uh, more worrisome when it becomes low. You know what I'm saying? Because you're always going to see these people around. You're going to see them in gas station parking lots. They're going to drive by screaming out the fucking window at you. See, and I guess I'm just redneck. And I mean, I know I am, you know, but. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm not going to engage with this shit. Mm-mm. I would just be like, bitch, come to my house or I'm going to come to your house and we're just going to settle this. Cash me we're outside. We're going to throw fists. I'm about to throw some hands. Yep. I'm just not going to do this bullshit. Shut I'm not going to play these up. games. Exactly. That's right. Like either come over here and I'm going to knock your teeth out. Or you can shove that keyboard up your ass. Whatever you want to do. Right? Yeah. Choice is yours. But there again, I'm like a redneck. 
in a small town, I will show up at your damn door. Fuck you. I know somebody that knows where you live. <laughs> right? And that's happening. Well, at one point, Janelle even writes that she hopes Billy, Billy Jean, and that damn baby would just die. Oh, my God. Eventually, Billy Jean and Billy unfriend Janelle on Facebook. Janelle Potter gets charged with phone harassment. The Potters invite Jamie to go to court with them. <laughs> like, this is a fucking date. After the hearing, the four go to lunch at a convenience store. wonder if they're getting some of that yummy fried chicken that you get at the convenience store at the gas station. Oh, I don't know even know if they're getting anything as highbrow as broaster. I fucking love broaster chicken. They might be getting some tornadas. The best broaster chicken in the world is in Robbinsville, North Carolina, and there's not much in Robbinsville except that fucking broaster chicken and some nice outdoor area, but it is delicious. That's the best broaster chicken. Oh my God, is that where they'd be having the sides and everything for the broaster? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's one of those in Tennessee near Johnson City. Is there? They got all the broaster, and they'd be having, like, macaroni and green beans yes, and shit. Yes, and they got those big wedge potato oh fries. Oh, my God. And they're so crispy. They're so potato-y. Oh, my God. They're so good. A little bit of fucking fast food packets of ketchup. I know. We had, like, an amazing breakfast, and I'm still pretty full from breakfast, even though that was, like, eight hours ago. Mm. But all this talk of broaster chicken. I'm going to go find some Can broaster. we go find a fucking gas station and get some broaster chicken? I'm thinking right now. Okay, dinner served, y'all. While they were eating, Billie Jean and her friend Tara Osborne enter into the store. Billy Payne drives up out in the parking lot. At some point, Buddy Potter goes outside, ends up having words with Billy Payne. Billy Payne has this confrontation with his cousin, and we'll get into this in a minute, about the CIA agent. So they have a confrontation about this CIA agent, which we're going to get into. Jamie tried to talk to Janelle after listening to Billy Payne because Billy Payne's just like, look, this is immature. This is stupid. We're all grown. We done been to court, y'all. We have a baby we're trying to raise. Like, we don't need this in our life. This is really stupid. Like, we all just need to Walk stop away. this bullshit. Cut right? it out. We're not doing anything to her. We won't do anything to her. Like, we don't want to be part of this. Right. Just let's you know, let's call it. Close. They've had enough. It's been going on. I know that feeling too. It's just been going on and on and on. You're done with it. You're not even mad about it anymore. You're just over it. Everybody move the fuck on. Jamie, the boyfriend here, he tries talking to Janelle, encourages her just to let it go. Huh. Let it go. Let it go. That's right. like Elsa said, y'all. He told her she could hit delete or stop. You know, you don't have to react to this stuff. You can just ignore it, but the email exchanges and nasty comments keep going. That's because people with no fucking life, nothing better to do, are the ones that keep this bullshit this going. This is true. If you'll notice in your life, the people who love drama, who always want to keep the shit stirred, want to feud and fight and argue, yep. and always are the victim and everything bad's happening to them... These are people who ain't got shit to do. That's true. As they say, idle hands are the devil's plaything. Yeah, and no right? job makes you a And when you sit at home and fucker. you have nothing to do and you don't have any hobbies or interests and your life is boring and stupid, you just manufacture drama. You have to give yourself some excitement. So even Jamie tried to be like, let's just, you know, he's right. Let's just let this shit go. Probably tired of hearing this bullshit too. Just let it go. Right. Okay. At one point, Janelle claims that Billy Payne had did a drive-by. 
Right? <laughs> he done did a drive-by, y'all. He shot at their home at Jamie's trailer. However, there was no evidence. Law enforcement comes out. They're kind of poking around. There's no bullet holes, shell casings. There's absolutely no evidence to back up this story. And you know that the law enforcement officers involved, be it the police or the sheriff's department, in a small town like this, they're pretty soon going to catch on that some bullshit's afoot. Oh, they've I'm sure they've already been called, contacted about this. They already know about this dumb shit. Buddy Potter reached out to the sheriff who advised him that maybe they should get rid of the family computer since it seemed to be the source of all of the family's woes. I mean, even the sheriff seemed to see that Janelle was full of shit. Right. These are the events that lead up to the murders of Billy Payne and Billy Jean Hayward. On January 30th, 2012, Jamie is invited over to the Potter home to fix the computer. And while hanging out, Buddy pulls Jamie aside. He asks him if he'd be willing to do him a favor. I've come to you on the day of my daughter's computer fixing to ask you if you'll do me a favor. How's that sound? You don't do that again. Oh, you don't like my godfather? That's okay. Am I going to damn my daughter's wedding? Okay, fuck you. So the next morning, (laughs) in the very early morning hours, Buddy and Jamie drive over to the Payne's residence. Buddy hands Jamie a gun and tells him, you don't have to kill anyone. I only want you to stand at the door. What the hell? As like a lookout. This is his cousin. Right. And I guess through all of the social media feuding, Jamie is kind of siding with Janelle. Yeah, but I mean, now you're talking, handing me a gun and going to their house. Yeah. Maybe Jamie's Again, not that smart, Again, these too. are probably not the brightest bulbs in the town bed, Dylan. She must have touched his Peter. Or he was, like, hoping she would. Oh. Maybe maybe she was into, maybe she let him do butt stuff. To her? Maybe. Maybe she did butt stuff to him. Maybe. Ooh. I don't know. I just feel like you probably have a lot of leeway if you're getting butt stuff. Men, men are simple. Were cre- you killed for mm, butt stuff? No, I'm just saying men are simple creatures. And... Oh. Anyway, oh, you... we won't get we won't get into that right oh, now. We have an audience. I see what that you're are saying. Probably like, what the fuck is she talking about? Well, that's but a hole you shouldn't go down. See, I'm just saying oh. that you know. I mean, maybe she let him do butt stuff, and he was like, "I'll do anything for you." I would do anything, anything for, for butt stuff. Oh, and I will do that. Yes, hold my gun. I will do that. So he gives him a gun. Are we going to have a Mountain Murder soundtrack? I feel like we're on to something <laughs> here. Okay. So Jamie is standing watch at the door. Oh my God. Inside the residence, Buddy Potter walks into the first bedroom. Billy Payne yells out, like, what the hell? And Billie Jean jumps up, runs out of the bedroom, I'm assuming into the nursery where her baby is sleeping. Right. A mom's instinct. A shot was fired. Then a second shot. Buddy Potter joins Jamie kind of at the door. They're outside. They get in the vehicle, drive away. Jamie's dropped off back at his house where he proceeds to vomit. He's a nervous wreck. I mean, he didn't fire these shots, but he's freaking the fuck out. I mean, as I imagine anybody would, that's part of it. I mean, I just, I don't know. Right. Buddy Potter goes on home like nothing happened. Immediately, police begin questioning the Potters and Jamie Card. Because everybody as soon as knows. As they find this crime scene. Yeah. 
they they know the stories, they're aware of the situation. Everyone is saying the only enemies this couple has is this Potter family. And they already are aware of the history here. We've got alleged rocks thrown through windows and All into the yards, social media BS. random drive-bys that didn't happen. He said, she said on social media. Done did a walk by slapping. Somebody wrote my name on the bathroom stall for a good time, and I know it was you. They put my whole phone number, and after about 100 calls, I was like, I'm done with giving good times out for free. Yeah, exactly. You should start making money off that, Dylan. I know. Like I said, police begin questioning the Potters and Jamie Curd. Now, the Potters deny any involvement in the murders. Police are also recording their interview with the Potters, unbeknownst to the family asking them all these questions, you know, they're going to catch these people in a story, right? Well, yeah, uh, knowing this genius family, they probably had the old school reel-to-reel big-ass FBI tape recording device, and they didn't realize they are being recorded. Jamie Curt is taken to a separate location for questioning. At first, he denies any involvement. He's given a polygraph, which he fails miserably, especially when they ask him, like, do you know who killed? these people. Yeah. I mean, it's just all over the place. At one point during the interrogation, he drops a bombshell when he asks, is the CIA here? Investigators are like, WTF? Law enforcement has absolutely no idea what he's talking about. Now, remember earlier in the story, a few minutes ago, when I said Billy Payne was talking to Jamie about the CIA and how he thought this was bullshit with the CIA agent? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. This is where it really takes a fucking... I mean, if you thought this shit was dumb up to this point... Right. I don't want to confuse people, so I'm trying to break it down. Okay. But it's like, there is so much just... Ugh. There's a lot of crazy to unpack here, people. I don't even... Yeah, I don't even know where to begin telling y'all the story because it's just... <laughs> it's just nuts. Janelle's secret boyfriend, Jamie, admits to detectives that he and Buddy Potter shot the couple after a CIA operative told them to do it. Okay. During this entire time that Janelle is claiming to be harassed and bullied by these people, a man named Chris, who reportedly went to school with Janelle and is now a CIA agent, began emailing Janelle warning her that her life was in danger. Well, and you got to believe him, he works for the CIA. Chris also had multiple communications with Buddy and Barbara Potter, as well as Jamie Curd. The story goes, Chris, the CIA agent, had a phobia of cell phones and just phones in general. He never called Jamie Curd, but he would send text messages and emails from Janelle Potter's email address. Oh, how did he do that? Well, he's CIA. I guess he's hacking into her email address and using her email to communicate with all of them. Oh, my God. I bet they taught him how to use the email hacking machine at Quantico. It's so clever. Jesus Christ. How stupid can people be? It's almost like she's sending the emails from her own account. No. He's the CIA. The only logical explanation can be aliens. <laughs> Sorry, we've been watching a lot of the History Channel. Chris would sign the emails off with Chris. And when Janelle was sending an email, she would sign off with Janelle. That's how people knew they were communicating with Chris or Janelle. Okay, because, I mean, you could get confused. 
<laughs> when investigators raid the Potter home, they find ripped up photos of Billy and Billie Jean. Photos of Billie Jean had words like bitch scrawled across them and then were ripped in half. Okay. A bag of shredded emails is discovered in the back of Buddy Potter's car. On the family computer where Janelle spent most of her time, hundreds of email exchanges between CIA Chris and the family were discovered. <laughs> My God. This is like a bad Lifetime movie. Yeah. When police questioned Janelle about her relationship with Jamie, she denies they are romantically involved and that they're just friends. Text exchanges between the two paint a different picture with the pair talking about elopement. In the fall of 2011, during a trip to Boone, North Carolina, Jamie gave Janelle a ring. So they were serious, serious. Apparently. A serious Everybody disease. knows this but her parents. Okay. Chris began emailing Barbara around the time that Billy Payne and Billie Jean started dating. He said he was a good friend of Janelle's and how he'd been watching over her for a long time. I wish I had a CIA guardian angel. The emails were exchanged with such volume that Barbara was calling him son. Oh. In these emails. That's pretty sweet. Before the murders, Chris warned Barbara that Billy and Billie Jean were planning to rape Janelle and cut off her head. How does he know that? He believed the only way to stop them was to kill the couple. I don't even think the CIA could find that. Well, I guess they could bug your house, bug your trailer. I don't know. I just wonder if we cut off Janelle's head. Are there going to be like... Other little tiny Janelle heads. Three that sprout? other stupid heads that sprout up in its place. <laughs> Even dumber than the one before. Like a big dumb Hydra. Oh God! Barbara responded in an email: "We want peace. No one here wants to kill anybody, but we will." Oh Jesus Christ! Buddy Potter, the former Marine who was disabled, and Jamie, Janelle's secret boyfriend, crept into the household of this young couple and murdered them in cold blood. During the investigation, the identity of Chris, they find out, is actually based on a real guy Janelle had known in school. He was a police officer in Delaware. He only vaguely remembered Janelle from school, but she had been obsessing over him for years, stalking him, using social media to track him down, finding pictures of him. She used photos she'd found of Chris to create this fake Facebook profile essentially catfishing her parents. Jesus Christ. This is one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen. This is somebody who has way too much time on their hands. Yeah. If she did, if she had a fucking job, she wouldn't be doing all this shit. Creating fake profiles? Catfishing her parents? The CIA? Who would believe any of this? Fucking mouth breather, breathers. In October of 2013, Buddy Potter was found guilty of first-degree murder, and he was given two life sentences. But he's still probably waiting for the CIA to exonerate him. Jamie testified against Buddy and received 25 years behind bars. There was so much cyber evidence used to show how Barbara and Janelle plotted the murders. Both women were found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. In interviews, both still deny having anything to do with the killings. Huh. Now, Barbara Potter, she is something else. There are... Several interviews that you can find on, like, YouTube from 2020 and a couple other interviews with local news and things, I guess, that they had, you know, done over the course of some time. Yeah. And Barbara Potter, I mean, they're showing her, here's an email from you. And she's like, well, you don't know for a fact I wrote that. Like, just deny, deny, deny. What says right here, signing off. 
Barbara Potter. Yeah. The real at the real Here, Barbara Potter. These people are not aware of like IP addresses, right. or how anything works. Or they can take that com- forensic computer analysis. I found court documents online in Janelle Potter's case. You would not believe the absurd email exchanges. They're in the court records. Yeah, I bet that's amazing. Just pages and pages and pages of the most ridiculous bullshit. How the fuck did this woman catfish her parents into believing any of this? I'm sorry, but they can't be that smart. No, these are like some of the dumbest fucking people ever. Again, how do they tie their shoes? I wouldn't even group other dumb people in with these people. This is like a special kind of stupid. Yeah, this is a very dangerous kind of stupid, obviously. Oh, and what a perfect mix of like... All the stupid just come together and create like this big stupid shitstorm. I was going to say, just gonna poop all over everything because they're fucking dumb. Big stupid shit bubble. Yeah, that something burst with their crazy asses murdering this innocent couple. I know. I mean, that's the thing that's so sad about it is it's one thing for these people to just be fucking idiots and believe their bullshit and this. I don't know, crazy concocted drama. But two innocent people lost their lives all because this Janelle girl was feeling rejected and jealous. But I don't even understand. She wasn't even like hooked up with Billy. No, not at all. I don't get what she was was even bothered by Billie Jean. Why? Because she had a crush on Billy. And how, what the fuck's up with the cousin? How the fuck are you going to not do I would have took that gun and shot him. The old fucking crazy ass dude. Right. We've talked about this. If you're like hanging out and someone's like, hey, man, can you do me a favor? You're thinking like, oh, shit, this person's going to ask me to move a fucking heavy couch or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't want to help you move. But when they're like, uh, so you think you can come be my uh, lookout guy here? To show While I go kill your family here? members? I'm going to kill your cousin. Can you come watch? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm dumbfounded. Literally. Yeah. Serious. I mean, I just don't, I don't even know what to say about how sad. And then they find this little baby with its mother. Yeah, that's the part that's so heartbreaking. I mean, it probably cried itself to sleep. This poor little baby. After its mother was murdered. Cradled in his mother's arms. She's dead. And I mean, I know he's a little baby, but that's a fucked up story. And there's going to be a day when that kid is grown and he's going to understand what happened. Yeah. And it's just a horrible thing to think about. My God. It's just senseless. It's the stupidest there's thing I've ever heard. There's not even really a reason for this. And not that, you know, there's any murder that you can explain away. But at least if there's some understanding of, like, how and why... You can kind of wrap your head around, like, well, okay, even, well, this sort of makes sense. This was like a crime of passion, or fine. she killed him for insurance money, yeah. I whatever. mean, that, that's not right, but you see, you can at least kind of put yourself in that person's like, mind, but okay. I can't even... But none of this makes sense. Yeah, I can't even get inside these people's head any at all, because it makes absolutely no sense. What was Janelle's motivation? What the fuck was wrong with her parents? None of... Nobody connected these people, took a step back, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you stupid? Well, how stupid are you that if you are enemies with someone, you have for two years, basically, 
been feuding and fighting, engaging in this online war. Small town. drive-bys. There's confrontations at gas stations. Court. In parking lots. There's court. The cops have been to your house multiple times to the point that the sheriff is so done with you that he's like, get rid of that fucking computer. Right? Right. Everybody's just like, with these people. And then your enemy goes, you know, up in up, up in smoke here. They're dead. They're dying. Yeah, but I They're don't killed. know anything about it. Then you're going to be like, oh, no, what me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Fuck. I feel spent. That's one of the, the saddest, dumbest cases I've ever heard of. And in, just from a fan's perspective, a true crime. I've never heard of anything quite dumber than that. Honestly. Yeah, this is like dumb. That might be the dumb. There's one that comes close. That girl who was catfished into killing the other young person because of the rich philanthropist person online talked her into doing it and videoing it. Oh yeah, you. Fuck yeah, yeah, they were in Alaska or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 is the only thing, and it wasn't even. I understood it more than this one, honestly. The whole CIA thing. And then, like, it's the same email address. I mean, even I would notice that shit. And I don't like emails. Yeah. (sighs) So what do we do now? I don't know. Holy shit. I don't even know what to do with my life now. I don't think I'll make it through dinner. I have discovered the story, and it's melted my brain. Yeah, we we had to bring you this one to all the uh, listeners. But I'm sorry that we did. Because if you <laughs> if you've made it this far, you probably feel like we do. Because you got that analytical mind that wants to know why, wants to put get inside someone's head and try to understand at least understand why they were in that mindset. There's none of that here. We'll post some pictures. Can't do I it. I want you guys to see Janelle because she's just so pretty. She's Everyone so pretty. Everyone is jealous of me because I'm just like so pretty. Yeah. Janelle, I'm just so pretty. I want to post some pictures and you guys can decide what you think. In the history books, you got... She's so pretty. Helen of Troy and Janelle of Mountain City, Tennessee. Those are the two beauties in history. She's so attractive that I feel like if you gaze upon her photo for more than like a second, y'all, you're going to turn to stone. Your brain just just shoots right out of your fucking ears. what happened. It's we talked about this. We've talked about her stunning beauty and now we just can't even function enough to wrap up this podcast. And instead of turning to stone, you turn into a fucking moron. Damn. Right. And that's what happened to everybody around her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, if you love Mount Murders, can't get enough of our ridiculousness or hearing us say fuck a lot, you can sign up on Patreon. Be a patron for as little as a dollar a month. All you have to do is log on to patreon.com, look up Mountain Murders Podcast. And you can sign up for as little as $1. Thanks for tuning in to Mountain Murders.